Hello, Internet friend. I'm David Ravel, and this is ValueSide for Monday, March 6. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. Well, today, how BRICS and the Third World broke U.S. sanctions. Our leaders in Washington are behaving as if it was the 1970s again. They apparently think that the United States is the dominant industrial country in the world with support from a majority of countries around the globe. Unfortunately, neither proposition is any longer true. The reality is that the United States is dependent upon the good graces and plentiful production of other countries to maintain our standard of living. And we are currently living through a time when at least half the globe is rejecting U.S. leadership. These are two critical realities that make our effort to, quote, sanction Russia nearly impossible. The first reality can be visualized in the following graph. It shows American balance of trade for the past 30 years. And as you can see, during that time, we have never been a net exporter. That is, we've never produced more than we've needed to consume. American industrial power began to wane shortly after Richard Nixon opened up China in the 1970s. The Asian giant quickly became our chief trading partner as American multinational companies moved their plants and factories to them. Today, this presents the very odd situation when the world's most dependent country tries to introduce sanctions. We can call the action we took against Russian oil a sanction, But the reality is it was just a boycott. As a buyer of Russian oil, there was little we could do, as it turned out, from preventing Russia from selling oil to others. However, we could and did stop purchasing Russian oil ourselves, and that did have the marginal impact at best. But when a buyer stops their purchase of a product, that's called a boycott. And it's the reason that CNBC recently published an article entitled, quote, Sanctions on Russian crude oil have failed completely. Of course, because they weren't really sanctions to begin with. It's more than a little disturbing to think that Washington doesn't understand this, or perhaps it's a matter of Washington ignoring basic economics to make political points. However, there was a time when the United States could institute a boycott and make it work. In 1962, a British organization called the Anti-Apartheid Movement, the AAM, with the principal support from the United States, began a boycott of goods from South Africa. The boycott sought to have all the nations in the world refrain from purchasing South African goods. As the chief advocate of the boycott, the United States was able to convince most of the developed world to join in the effort and eventually gained the endorsement of the United Nations. It was this boycott which was so impactful that in the end it brought down the South African government. So boycotts can work, but only when you have a significant portion of the world's governments behind it. Today, it is clear that the United States no longer holds that kind of influence over the other nations of the world. In just the last couple of weeks, We've seen a growing counter to Americans' sanctions, or really boycotts of all things Russian. First has been the movement of China into the Russian sphere. 
Just last week, the leader of one of Russia's closest allies, Belarus, was feted to a state visit in Beijing. 21-gun salute, parades, state dinners, all to show China's willingness to support those who support Russia. The tie between Russia and China seems to grow ever closer. Just this week, there were rumors that Russia may now price its oil in the Chinese yuan. This, in addition to Russia's utilization of the Chinese International Transaction System, SIPs. And of course, the United States State Department has issued warnings after warnings of to China not to sell arms and equipment to Russia, a sure sign that that's likely in the works. And it's not just China. All of the BRICS nations, including also Brazil, India, and South Africa, seem ready and willing to buy their oil from Russia, a clear sign that the American effort to boycott is failing, to use the CNBC term. Combined with Africa and South America, the BRICS nations, or the nations of the Southern Hemisphere, represent more than half of the world's population. They are a growing economic force, one to be reckoned with. And if things continue as they are, it may well be Europe and the United States that will find Russia oil no longer available to purchase. It's been bought by others. The BRICS nations at all will have outbid us. In summary, when war broke out in Ukraine, the United States tried to use its economic muscle to restrain Russia. It was to be, in the words of one State Department spokesman, a campaign of economic shock and awe. The design was to ruin Russia's economy and thereby force it to stop the war. The U.S. projected that the Russian economy might see its GDP fall by 20%. In fact, the Russian GDP rate declined by less than 3% and has had little to no effect on curbing their special military operation. Our effort to boycott Russian crude oil has been mitigated by the willingness of the BRICS nation and much of the Third World to ignore the sanctions and proceed with their purchase of Russian oil. The Russian sanctions have been broken. Now on to the China sanctions. They're next. And that's the value side for Monday, March 6. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. I'm David Ravel. ValueSide is independently written and researched. The views expressed are strictly my own. Mm-hmm.